You're listening to the Dibbly Dobbly Podcast. Remember to like, share, comment, subscribe, and click the bell to make sure you get the latest episodes of the podcast. Be sure to like and share our Facebook page and follow us on Twitter and on Instagram. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to a special episode of the Dibbly Dobbly Podcast. On today's episode, we're going to be discussing the fallout and all the news surrounding Justin Langer resigning as Australia's head coach. So we're going to be discussing uh, his time as Australian coach, my thoughts on him resigning, and my thoughts on him as a coach in general, um, his coaching future, where to next for Justin Langer, and the potential candidates to replace Justin Langer in the top job. So we're going to be discussing that today in this special episode of the Dibbly Dobbly podcast. So I think everyone by now would have heard the news that Justin Langer has resigned as Australia's head coach um, on Saturday. Uh, the news broke. Um, I don't think anyone was surprised by the news that he resigned after what's happened in the last couple of days, given how the media have uh, posted stories about heated meetings with him and the, and the CA board and all this stuff. Um, uh, eventually it ended with him resigning. So... A bit of a recap of what happened today in terms of the news breaking. Uh, it was confirmed by Justin Langer's management group on Saturday that Justin Langer had tendered his res resignation effective immediately. Um, and then Cricket Australia provided a statement in regards to that news. The statement reads as follows. Cricket Australia has accepted men's team head coach Justin Langer's res resignation, which was received today. Justin was offered a short-term extension to his current contract, which sadly he has opted not to accept. CA would like to thank Justin for his outstanding leadership since he became Australia's men's team coach in 2018 and for guiding the team to the T20 World Cup title last year and the 4-0 Ashes victory. Justin is, only a, is not only a legend of the game, but an outstanding individual. The contract extension offered to Justin was the result of a thorough review process that evaluated many factors, including future requirements of the team and the upcoming extensive schedule of fixtures. The extension was approved by the CA board and was put to Justin last night. It included the opportunity to defend the T20 World Cup title in Australia at the end of this year. Justin informed CA this morning he was not accepting the offer and would resign with immediate effect. So that's the statement that Cricket Australia provided today regarding Justin Langer stepping down as coach of Australia. Also, another statement that was provided today was by the CEO of Cricket Australia, Nick Hockley. And he said in his statement, as, as follows, Justin has been an outstanding coach of the Australian men's team over the past four years. He has restored the trust in the team and his legacy is assured. We are extremely proud of his achievements since he took over in 2018, including the recent T20 World Cup victory and Ashes success. We are naturally disappointed. Justin has decided against continuing as coach, but respect his decision and wish him all the best in the future. I would like to sincerely thank Justin and also his family for all that they have given to the Australian cricket, to Australian cricket, I should say, over the past four years, for which we remain internally grateful. So that was Nick Hockley's statement, the CEO of Cricket Australia, when the news broke that Justin Langer had resigned as Australia's 
head coach. Now, let's have a look at Justin Langer's timeline of Australian coach. Uh, since he took over of May of 2018, there's been a lot of highs and lows during Justin Langer's tenure as head coach of the Australian team over that time. So let's have a look back at the timeline of events since he took over as coach until um, today, until he uh, announced the news that he was resigning. So let's go back to May of 2018. He was appointed as Australia's coach for all formats after the ball tampering saga in Cape Town of 2018. Takes over from Darren Lehman after Lehman quits before the final test in South Africa. Of June of 2018, Australia toured England for a horror white ball tour, which they lost the ODI Series 5-0, as well as the one-off T20 International by 28 runs. The tour is Australia's first without Steve Smith and David Warner, and Tim Payne took charge as captain for the first time on a full-time basis. October of 2018 saw Australia tour the UAE to play Pakistan in a two-match test series. The first test match in uh, that series against Pakistan, Australia were able to draw the test match. Tim Payne and Usman Khawaja offered some staunch resistance to draw the first test match in, in Dubai. And then obviously the second test match in Abu Dhabi, Australia lost that test match to lose the series 1-0. January of 2019, Australia suffered their first ever home test series defeat to a team from Asia, and that was India. They won that series 2-1 India. And then Justin Langer, despite losing that series against India, he was able to come back and win his first test series as coach when Australia was um, playing Sri Lanka in a two-match test series. They were able to win that series 2-0 to finish off um, that summer. In June of 2019, Australia were heading to England for the uh, obviously 50-over World Cup and the Ashes. Australia were able to make it to the semi-finals, boosted by the returns of Steve Smith and David Warner after uh, their bans had expired from the ball tampering saga in Cape Town. Australia made it to the semi-final against England, unfortunately weren't able to go through to the final. August of 2019, Australia retained the Ashes under Justin Langer for the first time in England since 2001, drawing the series at 2-all. And in March of 2020, the test documentary that was shown on Amazon uh, shows him in a heated discussion with Usman Khawaja during the 2018 series against Pakistan. While the batter later told the coach players were walking on eggshells during the home loss series to India, while Khawaja and Lang Langer maintained their relationship as a strong one, it's the first sign that Langer's combative style is creating some friction in the dressing room. May of 2020, Australia go back to number one in the world in test cricket after a successful home summer beating Pakistan and New Zealand in those test series, and they also claimed the top spot in the T20 rankings for the first time in their history. January of 2021, Australia lose another home test series to India, but this time with all their best players available. And after rolling India for just 36 in the first test in Adelaide, Following the series, media reports suggested growing discontent amongst players at Langer's methods. November of 2021, Australia win the T20 World Cup final against New Zealand and win their first T20 World Cup title in their history, 
Langer reveals he has taken more of a back seat and had more responsibility to assistant coaches, while Josh Hazelwood says it has been a player-driven tournament. A week later, Tim Payne stands down as Australian captain before the Ashes after his scandal, and Justin Langer stands by him in support of the former Australian captain. In December of 2021, Australia retained the Ashes in record time, beating England 4-0. The series win makes Langer's test strike rate of 55.5%, second only to John Buchanan in terms of Australian coaches. But Captain Pat Cummins refuses to buy into the public debate on whether Langer should keep his job, as several former players and teammates backed the embattled coach. And February of 2022, Cricket Australia's board sit through a marathon seven-hour meeting but only resolved to enter into confidential talks with Langer over his future, and Justin Langer resigns the following morning. So that's a bit of a timeline in events over Justin Langer's coaching tenure as Australia's head coach. There's been lots of ups and downs during that period, Um, so a lot of things happened over his time as Australian coach. What are my thoughts on Justin Langer resigning as Australia's head coach and my thoughts on his coaching overall in this uh, four years that he's been coach. Well, first of all, my thoughts on the news. I wasn't surprised by the news. I think many people weren't surprised by him stepping down as coach. I think it was always going to end like this, and it did. Um, I, I think Cricket Australia did not handle it well. Um, it wasn't done professionally in terms of uh, the way that they had the meetings to discuss his future. His contract wasn't up until June or something like that. Why not have the meeting in June, but they had it now to discuss his future? I thought that was a bit puzzling um, because his contract's up for renewal in June. Well, you should have the conversations then in June, not now. Obviously, they've had the discussions now. They've had the meeting. um, And look what happened. He resigned as coach, and now Australia doesn't have a coach uh, going forward. Um, obviously, Andrew McDonald's the um, the caretaker coach for the time being um, until we get a replacement, full-time basis. Um, but to me, it, it wasn't the right timing. It, it was poorly managed by Creed Australia. Let's be honest, they haven't been fantastic off the field in terms of the Langer situation, the Tim Payne situation... Um, They haven't dealt with it well. And it's just been an absolute mess, really. Um, So I wasn't surprised by the news today. Um, And I think anyone in Australia, in terms of Australian cricket supporter, wasn't surprised by the news um, that he stood down today. Um, What did I think about his coaching over the last four years? I I thought he coached okay. Um, And I thought he was the right man for the job at the time, this is going back, you know, after Cape Town, that he was the right man for the job. I think him and Tim Payne were the right people to have at the time to get Australia out of this jam and to get us back on track and start rebuilding the side. And that's what they did. Um, I think we owe it to Justin Langer and Tim Payne. Yes, they were criticised towards the end of their uh, coaching and captaincy careers, um, but without them, I don't think a, I don't think Australia will be where they're at today without 
Justin Langer and Tim Payne. Um, because with their leadership, together they were able to rebuild the team and get the team back on track after what was a tough period in Australian cricket's history following Cape Town. Um, so I think we owe it to them uh, in terms of getting Australia to where they are at today. Um, and I thought he captained well, Tim Payne, um, up until, obviously, he resigned as captain, obviously. Um, and obviously, Justin Langer, he coached okay in that period. So, as I said before, those two were instrumental in terms of Australia's rebuild and getting them back on track. Um, for me, I thought the whole saga in terms of Justin Langer's coaching style, I, I, I think it was blown out of proportion, and I think it, it carried on too long. I think it could have been easily sorted straight away, but it wasn't. Um, ever since the test documentary came out, um, was made public, where Kawasha confronted Langer and said the players were intimidated and walking on eggshells. They didn't really want to approach him. He was combative in his style of coaching. Um, from then on, when that was released um, and the public knew about that, I don't think Justin Langer was going to win this battle between him and the players because as soon as you lose the respect of the players, they're going to turn against you. And that's what's happened. And no one really endorsed him publicly as coach to support him in terms of him getting an extension on his contract. I think Pat Cummins the other day um, didn't really endorse him publicly as coach. And I thought that was a bit strange. You know, you've just won a T20 World Cup at an Ashes series. You know, the talks of, you know, contract extensions are happening and the Australian captain doesn't say he endorses the coach publicly and says, well, JL's the right man for the job. Um, I think Pat Cummins went on to say, it's not really my uh, call to make. It's up to Cricket Australia to decide whether or not he should continue as coach and give him an extension. Um, so, so I thought that was an indication that, you know, probably the end was coming for Langer. Um, obviously, former teammates have come come in to express their views about this matter. Um, Matthew Hayden, when asked about Langer, he said it was absolutely clear that no one backed him. If you listen to the Australian captain speak the other day, there was no mention of any sort of commendation or support. That would have been extremely hurtful, and it would have. To know that your own captain is not supporting you publicly. Um, obviously, Ricky Ponting um, had his thoughts on what happened. He said it's been a really sad day in cricket. And it's been poor and embarrassing the way Cricket Australia have handled things involving some of the better people in the sport over the last six months with Payne and Langer. So that's Ricky Ponning's uh, thoughts on uh, the Justin Langer situation. And going back on to the relationship that the players had with Langer, and I said that this problem could have been resolved earlier. And it could have. Now, as we know in life... And as we know, in every sporting team, not only just cricket, but, you know, any other sport you play and any business you work in in life, you know, when you get a job, you work in a business with other people, you're not going to get along with everyone. Not everyone's your friend. You're not best friends with everyone. You're not going to like that person that you work with or play cricket with, for example. 
Um, but you've got to try and make an effort to, um, you know, make it work and work together to achieve what you need to achieve in your job or sporting club or cricket team. And I feel like with Langer and the playing group, I don't feel like the players put enough effort and time into him to really make it work. And I think that's where the whole thing really went pear-shaped. Um, I thought at the time when, if, if everyone remembers, in June of last year, they had that meeting. And this was before Australia went to the West Indies and Bangladesh for that tour, for those two tours. Um, a few ODIs in, in the West Indies and five T20s in the West Indies as well, and five T20s in Bangladesh, which Australia uh, didn't do so well in. Um, the players had a, a meeting with Langer and they expressed their concerns at certain areas of his coaching, saying that you're too combative, you're too in your face, uh, you know, you're a bit intense, you've got to relax more and you've got to let us do what we need to do and can't be over us, uh, you know, intimidating us and all this, all this stuff. Um, and I remember Langer at the time, he... He said it was confronting feedback, but he took it in his stead. And he said, I know what to do now. I, I need to do these things to improve as a person, as a coach. And he admitted that he needed to change. So he made an effort of changing himself. Um, and also Aaron Finch at the time said, he praised Justin Langer and he said, um, for taking it head on and he took it well. Um, but then... After that meeting, things boiled over and they weren't. the problem wasn't resolved and apparently in August, Finch, uh, Payne and Cummins met with CA's hierarchy or something to raise further concerns on Langer's coaching style and future. So to me, that, that didn't really... Um, to me, that didn't really think that the meeting didn't really have any impact or anything. And to me... That was a signal that the players did not really want to make an effort in terms of working together with Langer. Obviously, Justin Langer said in the T20 World Cup, he said he, he approached it with a more hands-off approach in the T20 World Cup. And obviously, Australia were able to win that T20 World Cup. So he made some changes after that meeting. He took the feedback on and he implemented those changes. Um, but obviously, during this summer... Um, you know, the players didn't really support him publicly after the Ashes victory uh, recently. So to me, it, it is poor on the players' side of things that they didn't make an effort to work together with him. And I think this problem could have been resolved a lot quicker than it has been. To me, it was just dragging on too long. You know, it was always in the media, you know, all this stuff that Langer loses the trust of the players and all that. I think at the end of the day, I think... Cricket Australia, the players, they could have done a lot better in terms of working together constructively um, in that meeting to say, right, okay, these are the areas that we want you to uh, improve on, JL. Um, these are the concerns that we have. So they did the meeting, but nothing was achieved. And that's the frustrating part, is that you're not going to like him. You're not going to like JL. Not everyone's going to like him. And I go back to that point when I said, you've got to try and work together and put your differences aside. Um, it's like many of the great cricket teams in cricket. Not all of them got on together. 
Not everyone was friends in the dressing room. But when they walked onto the field, they put all their differences aside and they were able to get the job done and play cricket and win games for their country. So I just felt it was so frustrating hearing this day in, day out. It could have been resolved a lot quicker. And that's the frustrating thing is that the players did not make an effort in terms of working together with JL to get this done and resolved. And I think everyone feels like that as well, frustrated that that this did not um, end quicker, but it dragged on and it was frustrating. For me, it is uh, very frustrating. So with all that being said, and it obviously Australia looking for another coach now, to me, what happens when we bring in the next coach? Um, you know, the players are just going to have the same problem with the next coach. And I do fear that that may happen again, that the players will not like the new coach and will go through the same thing with Justin Langer. We can't keep doing this. You've got to put your differences aside and work together. You may not like the person being coach, but you've just got to put up with it. You've got to say, right, okay, these are the things that we don't like about you as a coach. Can you improve them? Have honest conversations amongst the coach and the playing group and the players to try and resolve the problems and try and work through them. And I think with the Australian team with Langer, they tried to do that. And Langer took on the feedback. He made some changes steadily. Um, whereas the playing group did not want to um, make an effort. So it's very important. Whoever Australia employs next as coach is for that coach to have an honest conversation with the playing group and say, right, this is my style. This is how I'm going to coach the team. This is where I want to take the team going forward. And if you like it or not, then there's the door. You probably walk out if you don't want to be a part of it. So I think for the next coach, he needs to have the honest conversation with the playing group and say, right, this is how I'm going to run the ship, right? You know, we can work together on this. You know, you may not like me and I may not like you, but we've got to work through it together. And that was the frustrating part. As I said before, it was the frustrating part in this whole saga that no one made an effort to work with Justin Langer and work these problems and differences out. And what happens? This lingers on for some time and he steps down and he resigns because he feels like no one's got my back. Um, we're always going to have a conflict of interest amongst me and the players. So why continue in this job? And that's where it ended. So overall, it's been disappointing in the way it's ended. Um, and I think a lot of people are frustrated now because Australia don't have a coach. And now we've got to put all our resources and effort into trying to get candidates to be the next coach of Australia, which is distracting the team in terms of bigger series that are ahead of the team going forward. For one, we go into Pakistan. That's been confirmed that Australia will go to Pakistan for the first time since 1998, the last time we toured, which is a fantastic um, thing for, for, for cricket in terms of Pakistan cricket, in terms of Australian cricket, and hopefully making a difference and hopefully putting some smiles on people's faces in Pakistan um, in terms of international cricket. So that'll be a great series to watch. But now that sort of distracts the team in terms of a new coach and trying to readjust to a new coach after being used to Justin Langer for some time. 
So that's very frustrating that we had to do that now where we're preparing for a big series to go to Pakistan for the first time in 24 years. So my overall thoughts, just to, to finish, finish up um, my thoughts on, on this, is that it's been handled poorly. Uh, it could have been handled better, more professionally. Uh, they could have had the meetings and the negotiations with Justin Langer probably after, you know, probably in June, you know, when his contract was up for renewal. They had it now, and obviously it's led to, to Langer resigning as coach. Um, obviously, I hope the next coach, as I mentioned before, I hope that we do not have this same problem again, that the players don't like the coach. Now, not everyone's going to like everyone, as I mentioned before, but you've got to have honest conversations with the new coach to the playing group. And I think that's where Langer went wrong a bit there. I think he should have just had an honest conversation with the players before he started his coaching tenure um, four years ago. He, he should have said, this is how I operate. What are the things you like and what are the things you don't like? Please tell me so I can work that out and I can improve my coaching going forward. I think he should have done that at the start. And all this garbage, all this uh, speculation about the players hating him, it wouldn't have happened if we had those honest conversations at the start. And I think it's very important for the new coach to have those honest conversations before he starts his tenure as coach and say, this is how I operate. This is how I go about things as a coach. Please tell me what are the areas that you don't like so I can adjust it and hopefully we're on the same page and work together and put our differences aside. That's what I want to see the next coach do with the playing group so we don't go back into this, you know, Groundhog Day situation that we've had with Justin Langer with the playing group. So I hope that happens with the next coach. But as I said, it's been poorly managed. It's been frustrating as an Australian supporter that we've, we've had this issue and saga linger over for a year or so. Let's just focus on the cricket. And whoever becomes the new coach, let's have the honest conversations at the start before you start coaching the team in terms of, um, you know, my methods and how I operate. And the players can offer their feedback and we can adjust that and hopefully put our differences aside and work together. Um, but it's been a sad day in Australian cricket. Justin Langer has given so much service to Australian cricket as a player and as a coach. Um, and someone who's been recently inducted into the Australian Cricket Hall of Fame, I don't think this is the right way to, um, you know, see him off as coach. I think it should have been done better than it has been. It should have been handled better, I should say. But for someone who's given tremendous service, for this to happen to them, it's been disrespectful towards him at the end of the day. So hopefully Australian cricket can learn from this in the future in terms of a in terms of not going into this situation again with another coach. I hope we can learn from it. And that's what Cricket Australia need to do. They need to learn from this and to not make the same mistakes again in terms of selecting the new coach, in terms of how the coach, the new coach would go with the playing group. They need to review what has happened today in order for something like this not to happen again. That's all I will say on that. Let's discuss Justin Langer's coaching future in terms of his coaching prospects and where he's going to coach next. 
Um, my thoughts on, on this is, will he coach again? That's the million-dollar question. I don't think he will personally. I think the four years he's been in the job in Australia, I think has taken a toll on him mentally and physically. Um, and I think for him, I think now it's just about trying to take a break, reassess your future, um, spend time with your family. He's been away from his family for a lot of days, especially this year and, and last year as well, uh, being in bubbles and, and all that stuff. Um, so I think for him, it's about taking a break and reassess your options going forward. I don't think he'll coach again, but there's been talk about that he may be considered by England to coach England in the future. Um, Andrew Strauss, um, who is um, in charge of English cricket at the moment, obviously interim uh, director of cricket because Ashley Giles stood down following the Ashes' defeat in Australia, and obviously Chris Silverwood resigned as coach um, a few days ago. Um, he said before the news broke of Justin Langer resigning as coach of Australia, he said we could consider Justin Langer as an option to coach England. Um, so they haven't made that um, story secret. Um, they've made it publicly that they want him and they're considering him as a coach. Um, and also Michael Vaughan, former England captain, said England should go after Justin Langer um, to really get the, the test side going well again for England. A uh, bit of tough love. Uh, Michael Vaughan said that Langer offers is probably the right thing for England at this time, given how the test team's struggling at the moment. Um, I don't think he'll coach England. Um, I, don't, I don't think he, he will. Um, obviously because of that rivalry between Australia and England and the Ashes, and it would probably go everything against Justin Langer's natural instincts to coach England. So I don't think he'll coach England. Will he coach... Any other team in the future? I think he'll, he will. I think he'll probably do some mentoring, probably within Western Australia, maybe um, in the pathway system in Australian cricket. He may do something like that. Uh, will he coach again internationally? Well, he's considered for England. It's up to him whether he wants to do it or not. Um, does he want to go through the pressure like he did with Australia for four years? I, I don't think he wants to time away from home again uh, is going to be the option that he's going to weigh up. So, yeah, I, I don't see him coaching England. I don't see him coaching any other international team for the foreseeable future. Um, he'll probably do some stuff in Western Australia and probably in domestic cricket in Australia in terms of pathway systems and all that stuff. So I, I think that's what he'll do in the future. So I, I think personally, I don't think Justin Langer will be coaching anytime soon. I think he'll take a break reassess his options going forward. Let's discuss the potential candidates to replace Justin Langer. And there have been a few names that have been tossed around today. A few of those names have been Andrew McDonald, Trevor Bayliss, Jason Gillespie, Ricky Ponning, Greg Shippard, and Michael Divinito. Um, all of them from Australia, of course. All of them have experience. Obviously, Andrew McDonald's coach Victoria. He's coached a few T20 franchises, um, in some T20 leagues um, over the world. He's currently the caretaker uh, coach at the moment for Australia. Uh, been announced by Cricket Australia today that he's the caretaker coach at the moment. Trevor Bayliss has had experience at international level before. 
Um, he's coached Sri Lanka many years ago before coaching England, um, leading them to the 2019 ODI World Cup. Um, obviously, he's back home in Australia coaching the Sydney Thunder um, at the moment in the Big Bash. Um, so he's a person that may be considered for the job. Jason Gillespie's had coaching experience. He's coached Yorkshire um, in the county championship to lead them to two straight titles when he was in that position a couple of years ago. Um, obviously, he's coaching South Australia and the Adelaide Strikers at the moment. Um, also, if he doesn't get the Australian job, he may be considered uh, for the England coaching role. We've got to remember that Chris Silverwood's just resigned as England coach, so he may be considered as a, a option there, Jason Gillespie. Um, another option's been Greg Shippard, obviously not a household name, but he's well known in Australia. Um, he's had a lot of success domestically as a coach in Australia. He's led the Sydney Sixers to um, a, a few Big Bash titles over the years, uh, two titles in a row. Obviously, it could have been a third title this year. Unfortunately, they lost to the Perth Scorchers in the final. Um, so he's had a few um, good years as coach domestically in Australia. Uh, he's an outside chance to, to be considered, but he's one of the names that's been uh, tossed up um, to potentially replace Justin Langer. And the other one's Michael DiBenito. He's currently the assistant coach within the Australian team. Um, he's another outside chance to replace Langer as coach. Um, so, and obviously, the biggest candidate that's been named is Ricky Ponning. Uh, Ricky Ponning is the probably the biggest candidate. And all of those names that I've just read out, he's probably the biggest one that could be coaching Australia very soon. Um, who do I think is going to be the potential successor? Out of the list of names that I've just named there, I think I can only pick three names that could be considered for the job. Number one is Ricky Ponning, number two, Andrew McDonald, and number three, Jason Gillespie. I think those three will be the potential successors to Justin Langer. Um, everyone else on that list, I don't think, will be considered. Um, I think for Cricket Australia going forward, in order to make sure the coach is effective and productive in his time as coach, of the national team. I think Cricket Australia need to look at splitting the national role of coach um, because coaches these days coach all three formats. You get one coach for all three formats. Now, in terms of cricket, cricket's growing. There's a lot more games of cricket being played all around the world. There's, the international schedule has become so compactive. Um, players are away from home for days. Same with coaches. Um, and I think that's not a viable option anymore to have one coach coach all three formats. It's just not the way it's uh, gone, really. Um, it's not sustainable. Um, and I think Cricket Australia need to start the trend where we split the roles of the national coach. And I think England will follow suit as well. Given that Chris Silwood's just stood down as England coach, I think England will go down that route as well in terms of splitting uh, the coaching roles, because if you want to attract the big names in the coaching world in cricket, you've got to split the roles. So Ricky Ponning, let's just use him as an example. Um, he could be the potential successor to Justin Langer. But the only way you're going to get Ricky Ponning to do the job 
and coach Australia, which many people would say, he's the right man for the job. Let's get punter in. Let's do it. And I agree that he should be the coach. Is, is this. You need to split the coaching roles. Because we know with Ricky Ponning, he has outlined it before. I just want to coach the IPL for the Delhi Capitals. So I'm not away from my family for, for a lot of months or days. I've got a business. I also do commentary as well. Um, he's got all these things that are happening for him at the moment, Ricky Ponning. So for him to coach Australia, Cricket Australia would need to split the roles and say, right, okay, let's split the roles. Let's have one guy for the test matches and one guy for the ODIs and T20s. Let's be honest. Most Australian fans care about test cricket and care about how Australia do at test level. Not so much in ODIs and T20s. Let's be honest, it's been a discussion that we've had for years that the limited overs forms of games are not important as much as the test matches. So the priority needs to be given to test cricket. And I think Ricky Ponning is probably the person that we need now to take over from Justin Langer. But will he do the job? I think he will if the job is split, as I mentioned before, because one person cannot do all three formats anymore in world cricket. We're going to come to a stage where we're going to have specialist coaches, just like players, specialist coaches and specialist players for all three formats of the game. And that's where we're going to. So I would say Ricky Ponning's my front runner, and I would like him to be coach. And I think most people would agree with that. Then I have Andrew McDonald. He's probably my second choice if Ricky Ponning doesn't want to do it. I think Andrew McDonald will be my second choice, and then probably Jason Gillespie will be my third choice. Those three candidates have good coaching experience, and all of them have played for Australia, and they know what it's like playing Test cricket for Australia. So I think those three will be the main candidates to take over the Test side, and also be the other coach in the ODIs and T20s. So it'll be very interesting to see where Cricket Australia go on this. But I hope, and I really hope, that Cricket Australia break the roles up. And hopefully England do the same thing as well when they employ um, their next coach to replace Chris Silverwood. I hope they split the roles because that's what you need to do in cricket. You need to split the coaching roles because having one person as coach is not a sustainable option going forward. And and hopefully uh, Cricket Australia do that. Um, so definitely for me, my top choice will be Ponting, followed by McDonald and Gillespie, probably the three main candidates to replace Langer. But the only way Ricky Ponting's going to do the job, and I hope Cricket Australia do it, as I said before, is they've got to split the roles. And by doing that, you'll be less less time away from home. And for Ponting, that's what he wants to have. He wants to have less time away from home so he can come back and be with his family, which is understandable. You know, playing cricket for 20-odd years and being away from your family for that long, long time does take a toll on you and you want to spend time with them in these years. So I think he'll be the, the good candidate to have as Australia's next coach in the test side. Test cricket, definitely Ponting. Um, and then probably Gillespie or McDonald for the ODIs and T20s. But uh, Ricky Ponting, definitely for the test side, is my top pick. Pick, I should say, to be head coach of Australia. So with all that being said, it'd be interesting to see what Cricket Australia do. Um, and let us know in the comments down below, who do you want to be the next coach of Australia? Is it going to be Ponting, uh, Gillespie or McDonald? Or do you have another name? 
that could be a good coach for Australia? Let me know in the comments down below. It'd be interesting to hear your thoughts um, on uh, Justin Langer's potential successor. Also, your thoughts on Justin Langer's coaching tenure. How did you rate his coaching um, over these four years? And your thoughts on Cricket Australia's uh, handling of the situation with Justin Langer. And also the thoughts on the players and their relationship with Justin Langer. So I want to hear all those thoughts from you guys, the listeners, in the comments down below. It'll be interesting to hear your thoughts. But thank you so much for listening to this episode today, this special episode of uh, Justin Langer in terms of him stepping down as Australian coach. It's been an interesting discussion. I've offered some of my thoughts on uh, the, uh, the news of him resigning as coach, um, some of my thoughts, uh, what I felt about the news and, and how it panned out. So it'll be interesting to hear your thoughts in the comments down below, as I mentioned before. But uh, thanks for listening. And uh, stay tuned for more episodes of the podcast in the upcoming weeks and even months. But until next time, keep safe and bye for now, everyone.